Red Rock Lit Fest Writers Read. Hello, welcome. Today I am with writer Sena Khatib. Sena is a recent college graduate of Hofstra University. She majored in psychology and minored in creative writing. Hi, Sena. I'm glad you're here. And before you begin telling us about your poetry and reading your poetry, I have three questions for you. All right. Okay. Uh, the first, do you prefer pen or keyboard when you write? I prefer, I like having my notebooks. So I like writing in my notebooks, but it's easier to edit like what I'm typing but I do, I sometimes I'll type in my notes on my phone and then I rewrite it in my notebook and I edit it that way. And then like before, if I'm going to perform it or something, I type it up anyways. But so I do prefer pen. <laughs> you do prefer pen. This is an extra question. And do you have special notebooks? Uh, yeah, I have. I have so many notebooks. Uh, I get a lot from friends and my parents. Um, and then I pick some out myself. <laughs> nice. Okay. And what about time? Are you a daytime or a nighttime writer? Uh, it really, it just depends. Um, a lot of the time, nighttime, I will like all of a sudden write when I'm supposed to be sleeping is when I want to do write. But usually like when I was in classes and stuff, when I had to write like an essay, that was when I got inspired to do poetry <laughs> or something else. And what's inspiring you at the moment? Um, well, since I graduated, it's a lot of, and I work with kids, so it's a lot about like growth and like kind of coming into yourself and like, and youth and like adulthood and stuff like that. Yeah. Nice. Okay. <laughs> and what are you reading to us today? Uh, well, I have a few. Um, my first poem is one I wrote a few years ago. Uh, I wrote it, I read it at a um, breast cancer luncheon um, that was held at my university. And um, since it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, I decided I'd start with that. Um, it's called A Reminder When v Vision Blurs. Look at her, that woman storming through like she owns the place, taking control and whirling about like it's nobody's business. Look at her. A mother taking care of three children, dominating her nine to five in the process, attending every soccer game, bake sale, and dance recital thrown her way. Look at her, a real life superwoman, in all her fierceness, enthusiastically running her worlds and keeping everyone in check. Look at her, but don't see her for every struggle she's faced. The battles she lost while fighting the war. Don't mistake the tears she shed for weakness. Look at her, a survivor who's glimpsed at the end far too often and fought far harder to get where she is now. An inspiration and someone to admire. A beam of hope through darkening times. But most of all, look at her and see her as a reminder to stay in the fight. So that was my first piece. <laughs> um, and my second one is... Uh, so something I do when I am like in a writing slump is uh, I'll read like my poetry books or something um, and I'll pick phrases and uh, words that I don't use often. So I wrote this one uh, after reading uh, Life of the Party by Olivia Gatwood. 
and I just picked phrases and stuff and put them into my own piece. And this is called Something to be Perceived and Pondered. She doesn't call herself dramatic. Even when others wield the word at her throat, choosing invalidation as their weapon. But they forget that in her silence, she will bite back the anguish and store it to spit at them. After one last swig of sticky chaos, she clumsily calls courage because she knows that sometimes, most of the time even, things are susceptible to being the most that they are. And so, she is constantly ambushed by life living too loud and too close to her. And so she is so often caught between their facts and her truth that sometimes she aches for more ways to make her body disappear just so she doesn't have to feel so perceived. After all, in all her years, she has learned it is easiest to find relief when no one is watching her struggle to breathe. And uh, my next poem is, uh, this is one that I wrote um, when I was like writing poetry with a friend and we were listening to music to like inspire us. And so he chose this song um, called He Went to Jared and the lyrics are he went to Jared and I went to the bar. So this is called I Went to the Bar. Um, I hope he can learn to treat you right, where I would have offered my entire heart. And I know it doesn't work well, but you know it beats twice as hard as any other. Maybe I'm a little tired. I can be a little worn. Maybe I find toxic traits tucked to my side every now and again. But you can't say I didn't try for you, where all I did was searched tirelessly for your favorite flower, despite the thorns and allergies that stood in the way. I can only hope that he takes the time between expensive dates and diamond rings to sit and watch your favorite movie, to eat popcorn mixed with chocolate peanuts the way you always do, and to wipe your tears that always fall as if taken by surprise, even when you can recite the whole film by heart. I hope he appreciates you in your oversized t-shirt and sweatpants, hair a mess and glasses on. I hope he holds you tightly as you snuggle into him. I just hope he knows how good he has it. And this next one is, um, I wrote this after watching a TV show. Um, so you can see where my inspiration comes from. Uh, it's, about, um, I don't know if you know the Avengers, but uh, the villain in that is Loki, Thor's brother, and they made a TV series about that. And after watching the first episode, I wrote a poem about him. So it's called God of Mischief or Bread and Lies. Look at me. Look at the darkness that gravitates toward the center of everything I am at this monster that has seemingly existed since before the universe was born, it is easy to suggest that maybe this is how I meant to be, that fate is building around this person that lays within my hidden prophecy. I was written into this world as nothing more than the antagonist, the obstacle for a poor and golden brother to fight before he gets his happily ever after 
Look at me, with hatred burning behind fiery irises. Because I was bred into badness, and perhaps this perfection I strive for can never exist. But it will always be my imperfections that make me impervious to any affection. Look at me. Like all I have to show for life are the mistakes that take over a wary mind. Like I am unable to be any more than unwise decisions. Look at me in this suit of armor, invisible to a naked eye. Look closer to see the way my skin has thickened into something inhuman. See the way I wear these scars as though they make me brave. Like if I have a past, it can make me more than I am. Maybe a tragic backstory can quantify my actions heroic. Maybe if I have a method to this madness, I can be considered lovable. But that's never going to fit me. Sometimes people are just hurting. Sometimes I am just sick. And solutions can't always be written. Answers aren't ever given. And yet, in a universe so unclear, you will label me villain. And this last one is uh, when I was in my poetry club, we um, we did like prompts over the summer to keep us writing. Um, and so one of my friends uh, came up with the prompt, your immediate response to the idea or sight of someone toasting bread with a lighter. <laughs> and so this is what I wrote to that. <laughs> I hate this. And it's because I kind of love it, because I'm intrigued, and you knew this would happen, because you know how I love to watch things burn, that I crave to make it work when it's near impossible, and you know that I'll always fall for an idiot with bad ideas, and the fire he keeps at his fingertips, because I'm always in love with reckless abandon and pure stupidity. I crave adventure, and I can't care about the logic that falls away in pursuit. For once, I want to let go of who I've been and what makes sense. I want to act without consequence. But, as with most bad choices I take part in, there's always a consequence, and sitting with you, as you suck on your now burnt fingertips, with an unevenly blackened and fluffy square of Wonder Bread, I realized that maybe I don't have to settle for every bonehead to come my way. <laughs> oh my gosh, those are fabulous. Oh, what fun to listen to. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Gosh, gosh. And I love how you read them. <laughs> Thank you. That was really good. Well, thank you for doing that. Uh, you can listen more to Seneca Teeb at the Red Rock Literary Festival on November 6th and 7th. Uh, you can register for the event at our website at reacharts.org. Thanks for listening. And Senna, any final words from you? Uh, no, just thank you for having me. <laughs> okay, you take care of yourself. You too. Thanks for listening. Stop by again. <laughs>